Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of 30 and 30 from keepthechange.co.nz. Today, something a little bit fun. We'll keep it short and sharp today because it's not too much here, but it's something that I thought maybe some of you might want to think about with different things that you've got coming up in your future to break the back of some of these bigger event costs that we have. Stag do's, hens do's, these types of things. They can get a little bit silly, can't they? But a few mates and I, we were talking about this a long time ago and we, we'd we been part of syndicates together previously where uh, we might have a bet together or we might um, buy an investment together or uh, go away on a trip so we'd contribute money into a fund, each of us, and by the time we'd go away, we knew that we had the money there to do it and what it did is it meant that we could actually do it rather than decide, oh, do you guys think we should do this? And you sort of get to that, oh, well, I can't afford it or one of you can't afford it. And and then, oh, let's do it next year. Things get delayed. They never end up happening. So what we did is we committed to always putting 20 to $30 into a bank account every single week or every single month and actually building up a bit of a fund. Now, obviously, at the start, you're not even thinking about it because it's so small, but eventually it starts to grow, and you've got the cash there to do something. So we'd try and go away on an international trip or a trip around the country. What it meant is that a little bit of our weekend or or the whole thing was paid for, the accommodation sorted, or the flights, or the flights and the accommodation, and it just made the weekend feel a little bit more... Uh, accessible and doable and not so excessive or expensive because we'd been saving for it effectively as we'd gone and you obviously need a mate that you can trust to sort of do the admin of this and make sure that the money is all legit and whatnot or not being used for other things but I'm sure um, you'd know who your close friends are and the ones that you can trust and, and that sort of thing we never had any problems with that then what we decided was that eventually someone was going to be getting married and we might as well start, we'd sort of talked about going to Vegas as, as one of these trips. And we jokingly said, well, maybe they will make that someone stag do. And this was years ago. So we continued to put money into a fund and we actually got serious about it and thought, righto, let's eventually go to Vegas or go overseas and do something sort of way out of our comfort zone and way past what we'd ordinarily do which was normally like a trip around New Zealand or maybe to Melbourne or Sydney or uh, Brisbane, I think we did one year. And we've been saving for that for I don't even know how long now. But what we did is we'd put that money into bonus bonds. Now, bonus bonds was a draw each month and you got a ticket into the draw based on how many bonds you had. And if you won, you'd get a cash prize and your bond payment wasn't taxable so people liked it because it was a bit of gambling slash saving and no tax but if anything it was basically a a giant rort from the ANZ that run it to get some cheap money out of people and then go and probably lend it to you and I to buy a home and get a mortgage and pay higher interest on it so it's very smart from them they've wound that up as interest rates have decreased who knows if they'll bring it back I I doubt that they will but uh, once the bonus bonds closed we had to figure out where we were going to put that money. 
And this was sort of mid-COVID-ish or at the start of sort of COVID. And so we put uh, all of the money into Heartland Banking. You've probably heard me tell this story a number of times. And our fund has, I think we put 15 grand in there. And the other day it was worth about um, 28 grand, I think, because we've had some dividends along the way as well. And we've reinvested those. So we're sitting on about 28 grand. So we've nearly just about doubled it. So we basically have a fair chunk of cash there to do us uh, to, to allow us to do the stag do. But really this started as um, basically five grand each over a long period of time because we'd all be contributing every single month. But um, obviously with the market being so volatile at the moment, that's been absolutely cra- crushed. And our 15 grand is probably worth about, I'd say probably 22,000 maybe or even 21. But anyway, we've got a dividend payment coming up soon. But life goes on during this time and we can't necessarily get over to Vegas to have the stag do uh, because we haven't been able to get out of the country. But also, when we started doing this, none of us were even bloody engaged. But now two of the boys are and they've got kids. Uh, I'm not. I'm the furthest behind these three of us. And I guess we've got the cash there if we do want to go and do it at some stage. We're going to have to find a time or a year that absolutely works for us to go and do it. But uh, stay tuned, I'll, I'll take you live on the old Instagram at some stage when we go over there. But the reason I tell you this is because it could be something that you might want you might want to think about doing with some of your mates and whether you can foresee some events that you've got coming up, whether those are weddings or uh, big trips or international events that you want to go to and to think, okay, that's going to cost us three grand you know, it's just so dear. Well, why not start chunking it and doing it week by week and having an automatic contribution that goes into someone's bank account and all three of you or four of you or five of you or 20 of you are putting in something each week. And if you've got a story like this, I'd love to hear it. Drop me a line, lukekeepthechange.co.nz or um, fire something through on the old Instagram account there and tell me what you guys have, have saved up to do together as a group because then you're breaking the back of it as you go and by the time you come to book, you've already got a fair bit of the coin there because what often happens with these things is we go, oh, we should one day go to this event. And everyone goes, yeah, 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 I'll be keen as for that. And then you sort of get there. But as we know, our lives match the amount of income that we have coming in. And there's always someone in the group that's like, sorry, guys, I can't afford it. I've had a kid now or this has happened or that's happened. And I haven't been putting any money aside and I can't really go to my partner and say, hey, can have a few grand to go on this trip. It's just not going to wash. We we just don't have that, and you know then then that's not going to be able to happen, right? So, can you all make a commitment at the start and say, hey, look, let's set up an automatic payment now, and then we know that by the time we get there, we can choose. Are we all going? If not, you can be paid out your share or whatever. Uh, but you're actually breaking the back of the eventual cost of it, and you're learning to live without that money week to week as well. And you've probably got a higher chance that you actually end up going. Because I think these things are important in life to actually spend some time with our mates and doing the things that we want to do and have some of these good times and build some of these experiences. Like I said in my travel episode, I'm not a massive traveler and it doesn't, you know, it's not uh, something that I'm craving to do. But I do enjoy you know, short trips and going and seeing new places and building experiences and building stories with my friends and uh, people that are close to me. And I'm sure you're probably exactly the same. Think about whether you guys could contribute to something together and whether you're the person to take ownership of that. 
a lot of people just don't want to do that. They're too worried to, to run the bank account or do all of these things. Um, and that, that could be the barrier between it happening and not happening. But uh, one thing that has happened as part of us doing this too is that we've all learnt as we've gone and we've all been interested in what Heartland Bank's doing and what their dividend is and what we're going to do with the dividend. Do we reinvest it uh, or do we just take the cash and um, have some cash sitting there for who knows what reason? Because obviously with inflation being high, shares are, are, have been a better option with your cash effectively rotting with low interest rates. But now we're into that really volatile part of the market and you know, we're starting to go backwards a little bit and I'd say a lot of people are. But if we just think about it over the longer term, hopefully it all balances itself out. But, you know, we've had then something else to talk about. Okay, what's happening with Heartland? Why are they, why are they moving forward? And uh, what other share could we potentially put our dividend into? Do we want to do that instead? Or do we want to use that to, to uh, race a horse or do something? Whatever your hobby or your interest might be, can your shares help you go a little bit further um, than just having that money sitting in a bonus bonds or bank account and that's effectively what we've done, and it's just probably brought us closer together uh, because we've been learning together and we're on a, on the same journey together and, and interested in the same types of things. Of course, very risky at the moment with the way that the old share market is, so you might just want to keep it in the, in the bank if you have a trip in the short term, but work out as a group what your strategy is of where you're going to keep that money, whether you're going to invest it in something like Sharesies or get someone to set up a sh- separate Sharesies account and save for it over there and actually take on a bit of risk as you go. But you know, keep your contributions going and keep them slow and you know, build it up. And you'll probably find that it'll actually get people to commit to doing some of the things that might not actually have been possible because you're not having to justify to someone such a large amount of money to spend on a trip or a bender or whatever you might want to call it. You're actually contributing as you go and the the financial impact to your household or to you and your partner or whatever may not be as big of a burden ha- than you know trying to trying to find it all at one time or you end up going into debt or financing a bit of your travel because you really want to go but you don't have the money there to do it a very very simple strategy and something that I've kind of been doing since about 18 uh, with some mates and just different things that we've been involved in and Again, it just takes somebody to be that organiser person. I'd suggest setting up some some sort of uh, spreadsheet so you can track it all and keep it very transparent or give everybody access maybe. You know, I don't know if you need to go that far. depends how many people are involved in it. Um, and, and actually just make sure that everyone knows where it stands and look if someone wants to get out of it at some stage, set some rules about that at the start as well. But yeah, something fun that we've done and we've learnt from it as we've gone too and it's kept us close together and made us have options and the effect, uh, effective, the abil- effectively the ability to, to have a crack at some of these. But I dare say that if we were to all say to our partners, hey, we're going to go on a uh, stag do to Vegas and it's probably going to be 10 grand each, what do you think our respective partners are going to say to that? So you boys are going to go and rinse 30 grand on an overseas trip for someone's stag do. That sounds absolutely ridiculous. But really... Uh, we've been contributing a small amount over a long period of time and it's only cost us a fraction of that because the market has risen that for us and, and effectively paid for some of that trip too. But we're already planning on where we're going to go and 
um, going to Kentucky as well to a race meet, and well, hopefully we are actually going to do all this stuff. But um, you know, we'll, we'll do things that never would have been possible if it wasn't from just starting with such a simple idea as let's just start putting some money aside for when someone finally cracks and gets married. And both the lads, the other two lads, have uh, committed to that, but then COVID's interrupted their weddings and stuff, so we haven't actually had to had the sta- have the stag do yet. But uh, now that COVID and stuff's going away, perhaps that's going to change, and we might get to get over there. One of the other things that I've seen pop up a little bit, and maybe you want to consider being a part of one of these, is a like a share fund and a little syndicate where people put more money into um, a group. And then they have a share club and one person buys a share per month and you've got to explain why you're buying that, do your research and you basically have a meeting and and learn together and get into the old stock market and actually learn more about it and um, rather than you just sort of doing it on your own. That's I think a really cool concept where you can actually learn a lot and ensure that you sort of stay consistent with it, especially if you're meeting every month, and learning from other people as well, rather than just what you might go and research. Of course, all of these things have risks, but I have seen people doing those, and I think they're um, they're a pretty cool idea. If you get the chance to be involved in one of those, perhaps think about what your maximum exposure is that you want to have to be involved in, in, in a, a setup like that, and just be careful who you're doing those with and sort of, who's administering it all and how it's all run. But if you give a, a share clubs a Google, you'll probably find some different information online around how people are doing them. And again, I'd just say just do it with like-minded people. That's what I've been very careful to do, these types of syndicates and stuff with uh, over the years with some of my friends is just making sure that people that we're all on the same page and we all want to go to the same places and we're going to not have fights along the way and all of that stuff. And you just go, fuck, why would we even do this? What's, you know, why did we bother? That's not what it should be about. Be careful with who you're doing these types of things with. I'll keep you updated on how our stag do is going, our stag do fund. Uh, at the moment, yeah, market's pretty rocky. So uh, we've lost some of our gains, which is a bugger. We just got a dividend the other day. I think it's about 500 bucks worth. And that's pretty cool, you know, to think that, we put in 15 grand to start with and we're going to get another $500 dividend. I think we've had maybe $1,000, so this might be 1500 So 10% of our contribution has been repaid and well added on top as dividends and then the market has increased as well. So our stag do is becoming bigger and bigger and we're not actually having to contribute. Something for you to think about and something you might want to put in place with some of your friends as well. If you've done something like this, I'd love to hear your story. Luke at keepthechange.co.nz. We'll see you tomorrow. All the crazy shit I did tonight. Those will be the best memories.